at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. Quarter past nine, you're with SAFM 104 to 107. And uh, as we promised, so it's that time of the morning. And this Aristotle, the Greek philosopher, was what an extraordinary man and an extraordinary philosopher. But he had something which was called the Aristotle's Challenge. And it went as follows. Anybody can become angry. That's easy. But to be angry with the right person and to the right degree and at the right time and for the right purpose and in the right way, this is not within everybody's power and is not easy. Now, perhaps if there's one thing that COVID-19 has taught us over a year of lockdown, job losses, loss of life, grief, loneliness, penury and poverty, is that none of us operate in a vacuum. We are intrinsically connected to our own spirituality, to our family, to our friends, to our work colleagues, to broader society, to the young people without work, to the older people without work, to the politicians making decisions on our world. It is one massive ecosystem or spiderweb, and in many cases it makes us angry. We become angry, but we go back to that challenge. Are we angry with the right person? Is it to the right degree? Is it at the right time? And is it for the right purpose in the right way? Now, in his budget speech, Minister Mboweni mentioned the importance of collaboration at a time like this. Public, private and third sector or civil society needed to collaborate. And with this in mind, we move to our first in a series on conflict resolution. Now, on the line from the Berge, Port Elizabeth, is Andre Flock. And over the next eight weeks, we're going to throw, throw ourselves into a deeper process-driven conversation on what we think conflict resolution is. What is conflict? How is it linked to anger? How can we resolve it in different ways? What about conflict in the workspace, in the political space, at home? What about if we are conflict-averse? What if the conflict becomes physical? And uh, what about the issues of power dynamics? Is it common ground that we are striving for, or is it something else? And as we try to skill ourselves up, don't forget you can connect with us. You can send your questions or your thoughts on WhatsApp, Facebook, SMS, and much, much more. But because this is our first session, we thought we should try and find out a little bit more about our guide on this journey, Andre Flock. Andre is an attorney. But at some point, he shifted his world and indeed his lens on the world. Andre, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle and the listeners. So, Andre, you know, you have told the story um, of your grandmother saying at some point in your profession as an attorney that when you're a good lawyer, you may become a bad person. And I don't want to cast aspersions on lawyers. But, no, no, no. but what did she mean and what did you do after that? Michelle Grand lived with us at the time, and uh, you know she saw my practice and and, and some of the things that uh, that comes about in, in 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 I suppose being a good trial lawyer. You know you become quite aggressive. People pay you to be aggressive um, to to resolve disputes in a, in, a, in a very particular way. And uh, I'm not saying all attorneys, but I brought a lot of that home and. Uh, you know some of the some of the toxicity, some of the aggression, um, some of the the negative conflict I brought home, and and, and Grand must have seen that, and uh, that's why one day she said, you know, I tell you what what makes you a good lawyer makes you um, not that a greater person, and that stuck with me, and. Uh, 
Gwen was right. <laughs> that was one of the starts of, of the journey in, into where I am now. So let's talk about the journey as to where you are now. I mean, you spoke about the fact that as an attorney, you had to resolve disputes. Um, and that in many ways in the legal framework, it was often linked to a level of aggression, a level of uh, using, using anger in many ways to drive uh, the way through to an answer, which of course meant that someone lost out in that process. What did you then choose to do and uh, how did you choose to do it? I still have a tremendous amount of respect for the legal profession and, and some of the people in it. Um, and sometimes, of course, you know, some disputes, um, that is the correct tool to use. But I also saw in 20-something in years of, of practice, uh, towards the end of that, I started realizing that the system is, is, is mainly not simply not designed to to transcend difficulties, really. Um, you are there to, to, to get a, a fixed piece of the pie. It's, it's normally a win-lose situation. And, uh, and, and, and from that, my mind dissatisfaction with with those results I started looking around um, and and I started studying conflict management maybe more than I ever studied law Um, and I found a a very sophisticated very well established um, answer to to the problems I saw around me and and especially once I started applying them in, in my legal practice and I saw the the great results you can have with 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 conflict resolution um, done properly um, I, it, it, it became this absolutely magic journey where you know all, all the pieces started falling into place um, Andre- I started teaching myself that you know there's a perception among South Africans that that conflict resolution that mediation is a soft option um, is the weak it comes from a position of weakness um, and and practice shows us and, and I hope to to show that during the next few weeks is, is that it is it's a clever option it is a, it is a transcendent option it is it is a challenging option and it's one that that we need in South Africa you know you mentioned uh, that some people might suggest that if you go for conflict resolution it's the soft option that the other option would be to go the hard route which would be the legal route perhaps and the like what do we mean by the idea that it might be soft. I mean, my my reading of it would be that it would be considered soft because it has a level of maybe emotional intelligence. But but what would you read that as? Quite correct. I, I think that that accurate perception of of that you need different tools to 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 reach similar or better results would 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 lead a lot of us to conclude that it is the soft option. But as South Africans, you know, for for various reasons, we 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 come from places where aggression, where conflict is a sign of manliness and strength and, and, and power. Mm. Um, and of course, sometimes it is, I suppose. Um, but if, if, if we look at, I think we've reached a, a very important and very challenging and extremely exciting place in, in our country's history. If we look over our shoulders, we find that none of this is, is, is necessary to reinvent um, African society um, has this beautiful tradition, a very neglected tradition of conflict management, of conflict resolution. Um, and, and, and all we need, we, we really don't need to, to reinvent any of that. We can simply build on those beautiful traditions, maybe add some of the 
you know, the, the more developed academic practices of it mm. and combine it into something incredibly powerful, homegrown, right here, right now. It, it, it's practical. We don't need to go and study it. Um, it it's available right here, right now. So as you mentioned earlier, we are over the next uh, couple of months going to look at the tips and we're going to look at the processes and understand the various different spaces that one can work in and how one works. If you want to resolve your conflict with someone, maybe it's not with someone, maybe it's with a group and the like. You've mentioned two things a little earlier, and I think that they're critical to our understanding of the journey that we're going to take. The one is you mentioned the win-lose approach, which of course is dangerous, but let's talk about what that really means. And the second one is you talked about the fixed pie. And I think that's a fascinating conversation because there is a perception, of course, that the pie is fixed and that's not necessarily the case. But let's start with the win-lose idea. Again, that the, the, our perception around the win-lose comes from our understanding and with respect to a limited understanding of, of how conflict should be addressed. I'm angry with you, you've done this thing to me and you know one of us must win and one of us must lose and we, we design our systems around that. We, we walk into that conflict with that, with that mindset. Mm. Um, Michelle did a bad thing and one of us <laughs> will remain standing, one of us must win, one of us must lose. It's like going into the ring. It's like going into the boxing ring. Yeah, it's a, it's a great metaphor. Um, we, we, we approach each other on that basis and again that ties into our perception of power and, and, and strength. Mm. Um, and, and the minute we start seeing conflict as, as, as a win-lose situation, <laughs> we're already both losers. Um, we, we, we limit ourselves tremendously. Again, some, some conflicts are simply designed that way. Um, and in, in, in some of them we need a winner and a loser. Um, and, and, and good, healthy conflict resolution does not deny right and wrong. It, it doesn't ask anyone to accept um, a, a wrong approach or a wrong deed at all. But that yeah. win-lose, that competitive approach to, to, to conflict resolution does limit us, as, as, we'll, as we'll examine later on. We're also going to look at this idea of the pie, and I think that certainly that is a great challenge. So a lot of the work I do is in the not-for-profit sector. And yeah. one of the things that I've, I've realized is that the great challenge is to get our sector to understand that the pie is not fixed, that in fact it can expand. It can also shrink, unfortunately, but it can expand, and that depends on how we engage with one another. Um, talk to us about that. Your example shows us where, where, again, our point of departure creates problems down the line. Uh, if our frame um, is a fixed pie, uh, you know, that the, the, this problem only has two or three solutions. If I get 60%, you left with 40%. Uh, you know, now we're vying for 51% and immediately we're in trouble the minute we start with with, with, this, with, mm. with the conflict. But what if we, we stop thinking about compromise? Compromise, um, I've heard this lovely definition of compromise, is compromise is giving away something that you would have preferred to keep. And that is why compromise and compromise solutions don't really work. We sometimes go into compromise just for peace and quiet and to, you know, just to get on with, with life, but it's, it's not necessary. It's, it's hardly ever necessary. Um, once we work with a fixed pie type of approach, 
we, we, we at best we aim for compromise and, and, and often we both end up unhappy with what happened. Mm, Just meet in the middle. Yeah. The, the, the old school approach of, well, all mediation and all conflict resolution is, is, is a meeting in the middle. It's not. It's an extremely outdated way of, of, of looking at it, and it creates its own problems where um, we, we may have peace for a week or two. To a large extent, we see that with, with, with reconciliation in South Africa. We, we compromise on, on a lot of very important things. Um, we we met each other in the middle, and, and, and we, we're not dealing with, with a transcendent reality. We're not dealing with, with, with people who have accepted this new reality. They gave away things that they wanted to keep, in yeah. other words. What we need to do is, is, is move away from a compromise approach, which is often just a lazy approach, an unskillful approach, and, and, and look at conflict. What new solutions, what new, what new futures can we create out of this conflict? It's not a fixed part. It's not a 50-50 thing. To, to, to illustrate it with, with, with percentages, what if you could get 70% of what you wanted and I can get 70% of what I wanted? <laughs> it doesn't make sense mathematically, yeah. but in, in, in the conflict sphere, uh, once, once you open the possibility of, of creative solutions, um, you, you, your you, fixed pie goes out the window. You talk about being open to new solutions and you use the word futures. And I think that that's going to be very interesting in our conversation over the next couple of months is when we start to look at the world that each one of us is in and uh, we start to look towards uh, the future. We're in the present now, but the future comes along and that perhaps there is more than one option to the future futures that we have. And I think this is probably critical to how we look at our worlds and conflict engagement. I would say it's an absolutely necessary way and, and for some a new way of, of, of looking at things where and, and, and this is an example maybe of, of where litigation is is limited, uh, a limited tool. You and I go to court, one of us wins, one of us loses, or we both lose and you know, we don't transcend the, the, the problem. We don't look at the future. Our relationship is ruined. Um we may or may not have the hmm. the, the, yeah. the result we needed. We, it's not future focused. Um, is, isn't e- even the worst? Back, back to our example of, of the South African society. Isn't a better solution to our conflict one that transcends that one, one that that, that is future uh, focused? Um, so healthy, even if it's right down to to, to your home life. Um, do you want to run conflict in, in and, and win today's battle, or would you rather have? Um, a solution based on the future of your family, of your relationship with your husband, your wife, your your, your child. Um, we 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 are not very good at, at 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 focusing on that yet, but it's certainly it's changing. Um, we have we have this opportunity, and we have the need to start looking differently at at, at conflict. So we are going to look at need, and we are going to look at changing the way we engage. We are getting two months of focus. At this time, every Saturday morning between 9.15 and round about 9.30, where we're going to focus on the specifics of conflict resolution. Perhaps you are feeling conflicted about something. Perhaps you feel that you have been compromised. And it's interesting that the word compromise, you just add a D to it, and it becomes something quite different to the word itself. And uh, maybe there are questions that you are going to want to have answered, and maybe there are personal experiences that you're going to need guidance on. Well, 
That's exactly what we're going to be doing. This is our time, our conflict resolution series. Andre Flock, we are really, really looking forward to taking this conversation further and learning from you. And we really appreciate the fact that you're prepared to give us the time and indeed the skills. Looking forward to chatting to you next week. Thank you, Michelle. See you next week. That's Andre Flock and the conflict resolution series starts and we look forward to it in a massive way, what we can learn to make a difference in our lives, but also in the broader South African world as well. It's 9.30 and she makes such a difference to my life. Every time she walks into the studio, she does it. She does it. She nails it. (laughs) It's Zenzai.